but the name daru khanawala stuck and i'm very happy that it's individualistic sometimes it's also fiery given my own natural character because i don't suffer fools gladly or easily and anyway at the end of the day like most parsi we are certainly a little bit opinionated we call a spade a shovel many a time Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? episode of the bike radio broadcast india's exclusive podcast on motorcycling bringing to you stories of heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic brands narrated by members of the community one legend at a time i'm shandy and i'm sunny it's 2020 and here's wishing you a very happy new year 50 shows back and with hindsight of 2020 and over the last two years Since we started the show we've had doctors engineers lawyers designers homemakers collectors restorers restauranteurs artists travelers and even an ex pastor coming as guests different people from different backgrounds but the one thing they all had in common was their love for the motorcycle they all took to it because it did something to them for some it has been the ride for others it's been the look but for all it's been the wow Motorcycles are dreams and these dreams on two wheels are made for people and we tell the stories of people of people who love them dream of them live for them and ride on them even live off them we tell these stories because these stories are the collective heritage of the community the experiential wealth of the tribe the collective conscience of the men and women of the fraternity that biker radio broadcast has tried to document in first person And today we present to you a person of preeminence who has been documenting motorsport closely for over half a century. This legend has been the chirpiest, most hearty and the most boisterous voice of the motorcycling tribe. He's a motoring enthusiast, a top-notch journalist and an opinionated one at that. Hallelujah. A speaker, an author, a collector, a foodie, a boss, a mentor, a speedster. He's passionate He's a friend, he's jovial and is always willing to laugh. Please welcome on the 50th edition of the Biker Radio broadcast, editor in chief of Chiefs of the Motoring World and our friend Adil Jal Darukhanawala. Welcome to the Biker Radio broadcast. Welcome to the long way home. Thank you very much. Uh so let me get this right. Are we looking at a heritage of bartenders? 
okay mm, no no if you irk me too much i might blow you off because daru <laughs> khanawala literally means gunpowder manufacturer oh really does yeah. it yes oh how is that uh, daru khanawala it's a family name yeah uh many parsis are daruwalas because they used to i know batliwalas batliwalas are bottle guys right they used to bottle whatever is there right darukhanawala literally meant uh, manufacturing gunpowder and okay. uh, the forefathers were in that business uh, wow. selling the potent stuff to whosoever came up with the money okay so the moguls the nizams the adil shahi dynasty in bijapur the dutch the french the portuguese the british the marathas everyone would buy from us to wage war against each other so we had a thriving what you call uh, <laughs> there you go okay. but okay as has often happened our success was our greatest drawback okay and we ended up with just one customer the british so, <laughs> <laughs> so there was no and then our family got out of that business logically thankfully the bawa uh, blood did not what you call make right. them commit harakiri <laughs> and we went into uh, commerce and trade awesome but the name daru khanawala stuck and i'm very happy that it's individualistic sometimes hai? it's also fiery given my own natural character <laughs> uh, because, because because i don't suffer fools gladly or easily uh-huh. and anyway at the end of the day like most uh, parsi we are certainly a little bit opinionated so okay. we call a spade a shovel many a time oh. <laughs> so that's what characterizes so much of uh, my life here in this thing awesome so right. so uh, the parsi word for gunpowder is darukhana darukhana is gunpowder manufacturing works okay. so we used to manufacture gunpowder okay. so ye darukhana wala the तो दारू खाना में गोला बारूद बनाते थे और दारू को क्या होते व्हाट इज अल्कोहल कोल्ड इन पार्सी दारू दैट इज डिफरेंट अच्छा दैट इज डिफरेंट सेम थिंग सेम थिंग सो दारू नो देयर आर टू डिफरेंट थिंग्स कनोटेशन ऑफ दारू वाला ओके वन वाज लिकर एंड वन वाज मेडिसिन राइट ओके सो सो दवा दारू हां सो देयर इज डिफरेंट इंटरप्रिटेशन डिफरेंट कनोटेशन नॉट इंटरप्रिटेशन connotations but you had the सेम वर्ड मीनिंग डिफरेंट थिंग्स एज प्रोफेस्ड बाय डिफरेंट पीपल ओके ओके So is there a sect in the Parsi community which actually goes takes up these names yes. or is it just generally every, uh, No it did a lot of things got anglicized when the British came across right. over here right, you know? right. mm. I must tell you one thing that Parsis as you are known that uh, they are very well versed in the art of banking right. and finance right. most of the guys in most of the banks uh, of my father's generation at least were all Parsis Right uh, One has been good with money. Huh, good with money, and also what you call trust. People would trust their money right. with them. Right. So there was no right. hanky panky there. Right. The Khazanchis of the Mughal Emperor uh, Akbar were Parsis. Oh, yeah. So the first representation from the British East India Company when they came to India came during Akbar's time, and they asked for permission to set up a trading office. Oh. So, as was the what you call. courtesy or the custom or the process at that time mm. the guys were welcome they said okay be our guest we will debate on it right now you relax so 7 8 days they were you know, guests of the mogul emperor and all that so akbar and his entire thing they asked uh, his own close group of people so when it time came for the khazanchi to give his views he says don't give them permission acha 
he says persons who have come from across the seven seas ha uh. do not come just with trade in mind right yeah. Yeah. so they understood that thing so akbar convinced that says we would like to consider but i don't think that our people are amenable to that thing okay so right now i don't think they had already made an outpost because bombay was gifted in dowry which was earlier the portuguese thing was gifted in dowry to the british queen uh-huh. so bombay anyway had a outpost for the british but they wanted to get, go inland into the hinterland Huh. so that permission was not granted okay it was only during the time from shahjan jangir and then aurangzeb in that interim period was a thing of flux where aurangzeb and his brothers were squabbling and all huh. that the british saw the chance and just without any permission right so there's a quite a lot of this thing where the parsi behavioral code uh-huh. came across in that sort of sense mm. okay my word literally adil means in persian it's a persian word uh-huh. the just the fair mm-hmm. okay and honestly speaking i've always played fair in my whole life uh-huh. even when i fight with a rival or anything i'd like to beat the shits out of him mm. in a fair manner no underhand things right right it, it it gives it gives me immense pleasure to do it the right way you know right Hey Shandi, hey Sunny, this is Anita Krishnan. A big congratulations on the 50th episode. Keep the stories coming. I just can't wait to hear the next 50. Sending you guys lots of love. Mwah, mwah. Oh baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Celebrating the 50th milestone of the Biker Radio broadcast with Supernova Adil Jal Tarukhanawala. I'm Sunny and I'm Shandi. Listen, connect right on. On this momentous episode with a bit of history to our name where Biker Radio Broadcast has embarked on its 50th episode we are befittingly in conversation with a guest who has seen a lot of the history written a lot of it and shared almost all of it Adil Jal Tarukhanawala is just not that because he is a thorough gentleman with typical old school upbringing and timeless jawad weaver the biker radio broadcast project has been felicitated internationally with a wickers award in the uk and most importantly by you for who in this day and age of the binary does actually lend a ear you do and that is why you're special to us on the long way home we have legendary journalist author and motorhead adil jaldaru khanawala Time now to hop back on the long way home and discover the Tarukhanawala family as they move from Sholapur to Pune. I'm Sunny. And I'm Shandi. Hi, this is Adil Jal Tarukhanawala and this is the long way home. You were born in Pune, sir? No, my dad came from Sholapur where okay. the, uh, our original Tarukhanawala, the gunpowder works were there. And uh, my mummy came from Nausari okay. in Gujarat. Okay. And so did my wife. Right. So... I was born in 56. Mm-hmm. Uh after me I had three younger brothers. Okay. Uh and Sholapur did not have much by way of good healthcare in those days and what not. Uh-huh. So every time mummy had to make a delivery of any one of us we mm. would be brought to Bombay where my mummy's parents then had settled. She mummy was very progressive for her times from Gujarat. Okay. She was the first person to in the family to be a graduate she was a bsc in okay. those times uh-huh. in the early 50s or late 40s that way uh-huh. and she brought the family to bombay she got uh-huh. the flat she used to work across all she was very progressive for her times okay yeah. so and she obviously knew that uh, 
for uh, getting the right sort of medical treatment for her as well as for the children mm. so all four of us were born in bombay okay. me and my three younger brothers okay and we my dad like most passers of his generation never went in the family trading business okay mm. he joined the central bank in uh -huh. the 50s early 50s uh -huh. okay and uh, when he was transferred on promotion to pune in 1968 okay my mummy said enough is enough we have to shift to pune for the good of our children mm. uh. and so in six because it was dad was transferred in such a manner that we could not leave our right. schooling year that so we stayed 69 we came to pune how old were you at 68 Uh, 56 to 68. They go 12 years old. Correct. So uh, just the crucial time of perfect. school and yeah. getting out of high yeah. school. Yeah. But you know, one thing was that Sholapur was a small town, mm. very small town at that. It's still a small town mm. comparatively, but it was a very tight knit community, mm. and Sholapur was the hub of the uh, South Central Railway. Okay. 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 And a lot of Parsis in those times were engine drivers, steam engine drivers. They had a Achha, thriving really? uh, Parsi colony, a uh, railway colony there. And uh, Sholapur was also a uh, what do you call hub of the uh, South Central Railway. There mm. was a main uh, broad gauge line from Bombay going to Chennai via Sholapur, and there was also from Sholapur a meter gauge line going. somewhere else also okay. so we had this terminal sort of thing there and i spent my first 12 years fascinated by steam engines there i would get into steam engines with the house was just about a kilometer away really and a lot of parsi drivers were there who were handling all the big steam locomotives they would take me from uh, pune to down which is about 150 kilometers away uh -huh. in the morning and uh -huh. in the evening come back in another uh, race so and you spend your that time in the engine in, in the engine in the engine, in the engine. Wow. It, it was phenomenal. Wow! So and like I said, for me, so those the dials steam, going crazy. Forget the dials going. The acceleration of seeing uh, the coal being put Me into into the it, yeah. boiler, yeah. the oh, heat, yeah. and but most important thing was if you care to see any aspect of any transport, the only thing which comes alive as a mechanical thing is the steam engine. Yeah. Mm. Even cars and bikes, they are not alive visually. You have steam hissing from an engine uh, here, there. The heart is heart not is, open. It's yeah. so. Trust me, across the we have lost a lot of romance with the end of the steam era. You know. Mm. Do you remember your first train journey there? I don't remember. Uh, I only remember that engine. You know. You remember? Yeah. I just remember that engine, and I would tell my mommy, "I'm going to become a steam engine driver." Wow. After some time, I saw a fire engine. I said, "I want to be a fire engine." <laughs> <laughs> so it happens when when you are in that impressionable age, seven, eight years old. <laughs> so, so can we safely presume that your obsession with the uh, wheels started there? No, much earlier. My dad had a Norton motorcycle, and I have got a photograph of myself on the tank of my dad's bike right. when I think I was about six or eight months old. Six or eight months old. Oh, oh. So I think it happened there. Where did he get the Norton from? He he had it. He, he had the it. family had a lot of cars, bikes. How come? They, they were also involved. Oh. And there were four Darukhanala families in Sholapur. Okay, my uh, grandfather and his three brothers and their families. Mm. Were big half of Sholapur was owned by us, mm. oh. uh, so <laughs> it was there. So there were cars, bikes. The family had its own gym here. I learned riding when I was thirteen or fourteen years old. I learned cars when I was eleven years old. Right. <laughs> so, 
you should say thank you to that norton yeah because you might just well have been part of the physical fitness industry <laughs> had that norton not been around no i'm i'm so glad that the norton was there <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, this is Mike from Victorians, the road trips company. I'm busy exploring the world on motorcycle and also enable people who want to do it. In this landmark year of 2020, I want to place on record my deep appreciation, 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 appreciation. And hearty congratulations to the team of Biker Radio Broadcast, Sunny and Shani. You guys are doing a great job. Keep shining bright. Keep bringing the amazing road tripping stories from champions of the motorcycling community. Well done, guys. May Biker Radio Broadcast continue to climb the pinnacles of glory. All the best, guys. Thank you. Celebrating the 50th milestone of the Biker Radio Broadcast with Supernova Adil Jal Tarukhanawala. I'm Sunny and I'm Shandy. Listen, connect, right on. So I wonder what Adil would look like if he took to gymming. <laughs> he certainly has the build of a wrestler. <laughs> I mean, I I can well imagine Adil applying a camel clutch on the mat, pinning his opponent down on the ground, and then bursting into laughter and saying, "Ab chal, ice cream khate." <laughs> <laughs> So let's get back on the show with eminent motor journalist and collector Adil Dal Adil Jal Tarukhanawala <laughs> while we all recover from the ice cream and discover Pune and some of the lesser known hamlets of India where history was made. Hi this is Adil Jal Tarukhanawala and this is the long way home. So Pune all the way. Yeah then from 69 it was Pune all the way. Mm. I think and uh, Pune was where my uncle had a thriving motorcycle dealership. Achha. uh his grandfather brought the first motorcycle to india in 1903 and uh, my uncle's grandfather started had the first organized the first motorcycle race in india in 1904 he f- was a pioneer motorist and motorcyclist and uh, he did a lot of motorcycle racing in every form in bombay and pune and kolhapur and satara and he was the person who set up the deccan motorcycle sports club in pune which organized the very first motorcycle race meet in the country on an airfield circuit at loegaon in 1937 so everyone who talks that uh, sholavaram in chennai was the first no oh. it was pune pune was the home of motorcycle racing if not car racing for sure pune was the thing and after India became independent. We had races organized by the DMCSC at Loegaon from 1948 till 1965, and Sholavaram only began in 1957-58. Mm. So you must understand that fact of life. Mm-hmm. The some of the world's greatest racers came to race in Pune. Uh-huh. Uh, I say Pune because that was the right name at that Correct. time. Right. and uh, the uh, you must have seen the java book which i have given you in that thing you have seen some of the racers who came from yeah, overseas yeah. including franta stasny yeah. who i think in the year 1965 or 66 or god knows where i think it's there he finished second in the world 500 cc championship to uh, giacomo agostini uh-huh. so when you have got a rider of that, that caliber kind of coming there to race mm-hmm. so you can understand the so, so what has it been about pune what has it been i mean apart from say the the predominantly baba you know that is that is the game. first thing that is the so, first thing so 
second second is pune was a cantonment town it was british uh, right when before the british it was the peshwa uh, army right thing. right so there was a lot of that disciplined stuff across over there intelligence was there education was there uh-huh. and then i think there was something in the air as well was which it? affected inflicted infected whatever and i think that's that's precise and it still carries on to this day the yeah, same exactly. thing it exactly. happens you know yeah it's either yeah. the mecca or the medina of <laughs> motorcycling i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely the, i don't think that you're way far off from this that, that's actually at the core of it all right i think uh, there's one more thing across over there Pune is also blessed because it's surrounded by hills on all sides. Okay. Uh-huh. So if you want to development develop yourself as a good rider, mm. ah, yeah. going through the mountain things within mm. half an hour out of Pune. Yeah, but Jamshedpur is also like that. No, we don't have a motorcycle club. Uh, do you know one thing? Uh, in my course of, you also uh, had bawas there. We oh, have. Yeah. yeah, tons of bawas there. Uh, a lot of bawas came from Pune. Yeah. Really, yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're talking about Jamshedpur. I must tell you one thing. our country is so vast and during the british era you must have heard about a place known as hazari bagh there yeah, right? yeah. ranchi hazari bagh cold yeah, yeah. cold hazari bagh used to have the country's greatest motorcycle and car racing hill climbs over there in the really? 40s 40s and 50s hill climb hill climb so it's a hill climb is another form of racing right. yeah. you start from the bottom and you race to the top yeah. individually in your time to the second so the hazari bagh hill climb and there also some of the top racers of that time used to race there wow. but it's it's not documented in the popular uh, imagine because we are so poor in documenting right but now it's getting documented no? yeah so uh, the, i'm doing a book on the century of motor racing which will come out next day or something next to jamshedpur was hazari bagh okay Hi guys at the Biker Radio broadcast. This is Candida Lewis. Congratulations on reaching the 50th episode milestone. Here's wishing you all the very best for the road ahead and I'm definitely looking forward to giving you all many many more bites of my adventures in the coming year. Cheers, 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 cheers. On the 50th episode of the Biker Radio broadcast on the long way home with our golden guest Adil Jal Darukhanawala. I'm Sunny and I'm Shandy. Listen, connect right on. <laughs> Time now to bring in our latest horn please. Now horn please is our road safety advisory with total sada chap shairi and this time it is on the zebra line. And the zebra line is actually sada chap. That's true. Ji ha ji ha bilkul bilkul to shandi shuru ho jao. Kare. Horn please. Thande thande pani se नहाना चाहिए टेम्परेचर डे चलो यार मत नहाओ छोड़ो ओके अरे ठंडे ठंडे पानी से नहाना चाहिए और जीब्रा लाइन से पहले ही गाड़ी रोकना चाहिए हॉर्न प्लीज Oh my god that's a very sadak chap attempt i must agree and now back on the long way home join in on this golden episode with adil jal daru khanawala who's talking to us about what it takes to fuel a passion hi this is adil jal daru khanawala and this is the long way home in those days my mummy would give me 25 paise pocket money every mm. for a day mm. 
So, simple pleasures. Among the four brothers, we had two bicycles. Mm. Dad would not give his motorcycle in Pune for to anyone till that time. Mm. But still, when he was asleep in the nights, sometimes we would what you call take it away and next day. Dad would not have the bike start because <laughs> there's no petrol. Or <laughs> <laughs> so Were you the of, eldest? I was the eldest. Okay. I have to set a good example. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to meet your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we used to get. I used to get twenty-five paise. All of us, all three, all four brothers used to get twenty-five paise each. Wow. So I would save the money and uh, would go to Manny's, which was probably the finest bookshop in the whole country. They, God knows why they sold it off. It has been in existence for over 125 years. They, they shut it down just about 10 years ago. Manny's. Manny's on uh, Moledina Road near uh, Main Street. Okay. It was huge. And the owners, they allowed people to come and spend hours together going through. So some of the best books... Of which I've got in my collection, I had bought them in the 70s and 80s. So I would go there and we would go through magazines. Auto car or motor magazine would come or motorcycle news would come. But they would come because they used to come by female, they would come 3-4 months late. Right. And each issue would be priced around 3.5 or 4 rupees. Huh. Wow. So we'd go every time and see every week, if it's good, then we wait one more week, make the other money and go and buy that copy. If huh. not, then we go to the second-hand bookshop. Okay. There we could get for 1 rupee 70, we could get 5 old copies. So, we'd, so that's how we developed our reading habits. We'd buy a store really soak up everything that way mm. and then it became a thing that whosoever read i am what i have read honestly speaking right. uh -huh. and uh, i came at an era where <coughs> reading a magazine was a delight reading books was a delight you know mm. and i've it stayed with me all throughout and from there we started what you call whatever we read in that we started applying to the bikes and the cars we had on hand. Uh -huh. We'd open up the bikes, put it back again, and then suddenly find some parts still remaining outside. Uh -huh. We learned like that. Uh -huh. So, yes, so Pune, and there were a lot of like-minded guys there. And everyone, we all did our apprenticeship there. Uh -huh. Everyone who's anyone, you know. Uh -huh. And schooling happened. Then I wanted to join the Merchant Navy. Okay. Uh, so my... You want to travel the world? Well, okay. I have traveled the world any which way, uh -huh. but uh, it was not that because my one of my cousins was in the Merchant Navy. Okay. And uh -huh. I saw that he would always go everywhere. He'd get tons of chocolates back again on every trip <laughs> and whatnot. I said, oh, bloody hell, what a great life, man. <laughs> so many chocolates. Ye <laughs> so I So after SSC and SSC was 11 standard then. Right, right. Yeah. I appeared for the Merchant Navy exams for, and I finished second amongst 15,000 applicants uh -huh. for just 150 seats. Okay. So that, but at that time, I didn't have my specs. So oh. I finished second and in the physical, I passed everything. They say, but your eyesight is minus 0. 0.25. Uh -huh. Which is... Which is... Uh, it's not acceptable, bad. But, uh, but because you have uh, scored, so we can make an exception for you. Come after about three months, take corrective action. Uh -huh. This was done in the month of March. Okay. I remember. SSA exams were March. Then it was vacation. Mm. I got these specs. And I would read and read and read and read and read and read. When I went back oh, to do man. that thing, it became minus 0. 0.5. Okay. 
Hi, this is Deepthi Shankar, your self-protection advisor on Biker Radio Soundboard, once again to bring about utilitarian advice on your personal safety. I would like to pick it up from where we left it last time, situational awareness. To be situationally aware is to be able to preempt a situation before it actually happens. We are going to talk about five things we can do to stay situationally aware. First, know where you are. Do your maps, read your surroundings before you get into it. Two, have your SOS contact details on your mobile. People who would respond on one call. Three, have a local man Friday. Maybe your biker community on the routes where you're riding would be a good idea to connect with them before you go on rides so that you know somebody in the area where you are. Four, use your mobile screen to scan your environment. Because you have a shining screen on your mobile, it shows the reflections of people coming from behind and people around you. Five, have an app on your mobile which can be easily downloaded on Android or on Apple platform, which is an alarm button that looks like a red circle sometimes, sometimes it's a yellow circle. It's on the screen even when the screen is locked. The moment you touch it, it sends in loud buzzing sound which helps in creating an alarm for your surroundings. People around you can hear that loud sound and respond to you in case of duress. The next thing we would like to talk about is safe distance. Maintain so much of distance that you do not let people come close to you. And if you don't let people come close to you, a physical harm cannot truly happen. How do we create that distance? Definitely through situational awareness and being alert and aware when you talk to people 
For example, a lot of times we stop to ask for directions. When you are talking to people, please maintain enough distance that they cannot touch you. Because when people can't touch you, they can't harm you. Also, keep an eye on where the hands are. If you can see the hands of your attacker, so to say, in case of problem, you can be better prepared. If somebody has his hands in his pocket, maybe wearing a shawl, hiding his hands, do not underestimate people who you are talking to. They could be carrying a knife, they could be carrying something to harm you, maybe they come closer to you with an intent to harm you. And when you feel somebody is trying to get close to you and you are not comfortable about it, speak up loud, loud, loud. When you scream your heart out, you pass on the fear to the person who you are talking to rather than being alarmed by the surprise that he wants to give you. That's from me, Deepthi Shankar, your self-protection advisor on the soundboard. I shall be there with you in the next podcast where we would talk about creating safe distance and using your environment to your advantage. Wish you a very, very happy new year. Stay safe and be a heart target. Biker Radio Soundboard. Thank you, Deepti, and we wish you a happy new year as well. So, welcome back to our 50th edition of the Biker Radio Broadcast. We also want to share with you an appeal made by Rahat and Anhad, who are students who used to study in a local school in an Uttarakhand village. Mm. You know, their parents moved to the mountains from the city, and uh, these kids are now trying to save the school from shutting down because of lack of funds. That is correct. So guest number two was Chetan Mahajan, and these are Chetan Mahajan's kids. And we have this message from Anhad and Rahat. Let's listen in. Hi, I'm Rahat. And I'm Anhad. We are 11 and 12 years old. We are raising funds for Chirag School where we studied. Chirag School teachers loved us. We enjoyed learning and got up eagerly to go to school because there was no pressure or scolding at all. After class 5, my whole class took the entrance exam for the Naudhya Vidyale. 4 out of 17, which is 23% of the class, passed. But All India, only 2% passed. And our principal, Sumit Bhaiya, who's kind of like Yoda, told my papa, Mr. Vader, that the reading level of Chirag students was 7 times the national average. Our fees was 150 rupees per month, or 1,800 rupees per year. But now, I know that the school spends 24,000 rupees on each student per year. Please support our godsend of a school. Chirag School needs to raise approximately 34 lakhs to continue its operations through March 2021. We want to raise 4,80,000 and support 20 kids for one year. Some of our friends have now moved to government or private schools where they have lots of pressure and even beating. The money you donate will offer many of our friends from nearby villages a nice education and happiness. Please donate as much as you can. 100% of what you pay goes to Chirag School. Thank you. Thank you. So, we're supporting the cause of raising money for the school. And uh, you all are welcome to join in. Well, they've already raised 3 lakh rupees till we went to recording. And they need a couple of more to raise uh, the 10% that they have set as a goal. Uh, find the Chirag School uh, by scrolling down on our homepage uh, at bikerradiobroadcast.com to the Chirag School icon and it will take you to that story. So we wish Chirag School, all its children and Anhad and Rahat all the very best. And we wish you a great year ahead. That 
absolute void of reason that engulfs most people after school or college when it's time to think about a career. I think is a timeless example of how much our education and industry needs to think along with ministries of education and human resources. Maybe we should take them all out. Yeah. You know, a, a skill or interest-based graduation in, in a vocation is perhaps a much better way to approach this, you know. Just like Adil did. I mean, he knew what he he was surely into, uh, getting into, um, you know, automotive, automation, auto manufacturing. He was also auto-motivated, I think. Completely. So Adil now takes us through his learning grounds in Telco, where he did his apprenticeship in machining. Hi, this is Adil Jal Daru Khanavala, and this is The Long Way Home. I already knew about cars and bikes, so I didn't take uh, motor mechanics as a profession. Okay. I <laughs> went across and became a machinist. Okay. So machinist. I, I know everything about milling, turning, grinding, honing, everything across over there. I learned my craft. Plus, Telco in those days was staffed by people who were brought up in the German way of engineering, automobile engineering. Oh, yeah. And they were very good mentors. So yeah. the person who was Suman Mulgaonkar's right-hand man uh, and who headed the ERC, the Engineering Research Center of Tata's, Telco, uh, Mr. KGK Rao. <laughs> so I would go to him after my shift would end every year, uh, training shift would end. 6.30 in the morning it start and end at 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm. After that, I would go to him in ERC and... I had asked him, can I come and make use of the library there? Mm. They, had, they had all the latest magazines, books on automotive stuff in the world. Which, mm. He says, so he, when he was sure that I really, he allowed me access, even if he was not there, he was, I was told I could go there. For three years, I learned everything there. I saw the prototypes being built of different trucks. At that time, they only used to make trucks and buses. Huh. So I learned everything there was to know from him and his people, and they are some of the most profound influence on my life across over there. Mm -hmm. So after three years that thing happened, I got out, then I did a two-year specialization course in uh, tool room uh, techniques at uh, Philips India. In okay. The tool. okay. And then I was start, I introduced the sport of motocross in this country. Mm. What do you mean uh, there was no motocross in India okay. till the 70s. Uh -huh. mm. So in the year 1978, we organized the first motocross event in India in Pune. Okay. We set up a club after the Deccan Motorcycle Sports Club had got over. Uh -huh. This was Pune Automotive Racing Association was, and I was the founder of that thing. Okay. Oh. So we did that and we started the sport of motocross. So this is age 22. 78, 78 yeah, 56, yeah, 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 at that time. We had no money. You were very clear. Yeah, yeah, we, no, no, clear, we were just stumbling from one disaster to another, okay. pleasurable disasters, you know. Uh, uh. So there was nothing, you had to do it, no? yeah, because yeah. nothing was happening. Uh. If you didn't do it, it would not happen. Yeah, it happen. And you're waiting for someone to happen, it's not happening. Uh. So rather than that, take the bull by the horns. Uh. So we're more with bravado and maybe a little... Uh, what I say, the impetuousness of youth. Uh -huh. We did that thing and we were, God was kind. Uh, circumstances uh, helped us. That first event I remember we did it, we had a budget of 14,000 rupees. We had riders from Jaipur, Chandigarh, Delhi, Kolhapur, Pune, own was Bombay. We had almost about some hundred riders which came. 
Pune had never seen this till since 1965, the last race which happened at Lohegaon. Uh-huh. And after the in- India-Pakistan war, Lohegaon became a uh, forward strike base of the Indian Air Force. So, right. so no the airfield air stopped being stopped. given to us for racing. It suddenly opened up motor racing back again in a big time in Pune. And suddenly Adil Dalukhanala was fated as the new messiah or God knows. I don't want to <laughs> be... But uh, there were three, four others who were like-minded and we really worked out. And everyone says that the first World Championship motorcycle uh, uh, motoring event in India was a Formula 1 at the BIC. No. No. It was the Rodil Trophy World Championship motocross racing we did in Pune in 1987, 88 and 89. Uh-huh. They are the first World Championship motoring events of any kind in the country and we organized those things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so it's been... But uh, when we started doing this and all that, it was more of a... What I say? An amateur thing means uh, honorary job, you know. We're right. not making money. I was yeah. a so-called technician and engineer, whatever mm-hmm. we did that. And I was not... And I had left after the I finished my tool room training and all that. I needed... So then... 80s, the first wave of liberalization happened with the country. Uh-huh. You had the Rajdood RD350 come in. Right. Then the RX100 RX came in. Came Maruti in. came in. So, yeah. all of a sudden, you found new names coming in. Uh-huh. So, at that time, I decided that I think... And I, I already started writing since 77 for a Pune newspaper. Hi, this is Joshua John. Congratulating Biker Radio Broadcast on their 50th episode. All the best, making us restless bikers listen in for the next 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. All the best. On the 50th episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast. On the long way home with our golden guest, Adil Jal Darukhanawala. I'm Sunny. And I'm Shandy. Listen, connect, right on. I know, I know, I know. There was bound to be some controversy and some possible counterclaims because I remember... Vijay Singh's dad, Mithun Jai Singh, telling us of the first motocross in the country which was conducted by John Singh of the Jaipur Motorcycling Club back in 1977. But I guess Adil's one was for cars. But one thing's for certain, all Mm. the manufacturing that's been done in India has been entirely for anything but sport. No wonder motorsport is still not considered a sport here in India. Which, in a way, I think is, uh, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, the other day I was looking at my feed and I suddenly see this video. So this is popular motor blogger, uh, vlogger, speeding on the highway to share his ride experience on a new motorcycle that has just hit the market. That's exactly what influences a whole bunch of people who would like to emulate the vlogger and perhaps kill themselves doing so. But, you know, Shadi, it's possible that he speeded up the camera. <laughs> but the other... You know, the other <laughs> flip side of this is that I think all these guys who are putting out these videos, yeah. just be mindful of what you're doing and run your camera on maybe slower speed yeah. <laughs> just to be, you know, it's okay. It's just, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, try the slide school. Yeah, That's not a bad Try the slide school. Yeah. yeah. Find out more about it, the Big Rock slide school. I know. Yeah. So talking of which, Sunday 5th of January is when Dakar 2020 starts. Yes. And this time it is happening in Saudi Arabia. Right. The India story has Adrian Medge. Uh, and the story is that he's replace, replacing his brother, Michael Medge, uh, riding for the Sherco TVS Rally Factory team. 
that's seemingly bad news, but the good news is that the Hero Motorsports team rally, the motorsport team of Hero Motocorp, has announced the squad for the Dakar Rally 2020, and and India's ace rider CS Santosh will be part of the team. Yeah, along with the uh, 2019 Pan Africa Rally winner Joaquin Rodriguez, Dakar yes. Rookie of the Year, 2017 Oriol Mena, and the newest addition is former World Rally Champion Paulo Gonzalez. Also known as Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, so I didn't know this, but Hero uh, has had two top ten finishes in the four times that they have shown up, and a hundred percent arrival rate for their machines. And we have our friend Ishan Bhattaya out there this time. Uh-huh. Let's see if we can get a few visual bites in from the desert. Yes. So Ishan, just to make things clear for you and everybody listening, uh, we just need pictures of. Uh, people riding. We don't yes. need pictures of the other stuff that you will be indulging in. No, you can't. <laughs> Why? It's Saudi Arabia. Yeah, only camels. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not sure he likes it very much. <laughs> Back on the rally topic, here we have Adil Darukhanawala telling us about that one rally that changed the course of his life. You know, this one is priceless. I am Shandy. And I'm Sunny. Hi, this is Adil Jal Darukhanawala and this is The Long Way Home. It was August 26, 1977. It was the day the London Sydney Rally was to pass by Pune. It had already come to Bombay from Atari, Wagga border, uh-huh. Delhi, uh, Jaipur, Ahmedabad, Bombay. It was in Bombay on 25th of uh, August, and 26 early morning it was to pass from Bombay to Pune, Kolhapur, Bangalore, and Chennai. And okay. then from Chennai they would they get on the ship and go across. To Singapore, Malaysia, and then again on a ship to Australia. Okay. So we knew that, was, and uh, we said, okay, let's go and uh, make it a fun outing, and let's go in the hills outside of Pune and catch the cars. Mm. And some of the greatest names in motor rallying in those times were there, uh-huh. and that was also the event which marked the return of Mercedes Benz to top flight motor rallying. Okay. okay. So I had read as about of the, uh, 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 they had a team of five Mercedes Benz cars, okay. factory cars and whatnot, uh-huh. and there were other factory cars from Fiat, from Peugeot, from Jeep, from Citroen. A lot of top names were there. The who's who of the rallying world was there. Huh. So me, my younger brothers, my cousins, and two other friends. Early morning, we went to this place known as Katraj Ghat. Mm. Right now, it's a wide. Road at that time it was a narrow road. Uh-huh. Just about one and a half cars could pass by each other. Mm. So if you see something, someone had to stop for a clearing and then go. Uh-huh. So we went there. That hairpin bend is still there, which is my, actually speaking, the birthplace for all what I am today in that sort of sense. Uh-huh. We went and parked there uh-huh. two hours before. It was a fun outing. We knew yeah. oh, a lot of people. You knew the best part. Yeah, we knew the best part. So we were there. Mm. And we were on an incline, so we could see down the. Ah. Suddenly, we saw the first car. There was a Peugeot five hundred four with a beacon there. Mm. It was Paddy Hopkirk's car. Paddy Hopkirk was a big name in World Championship rallying, so he was leading. So suddenly, we saw that thing, and I was okay. By the time we got to a camera, we had a small Olympus box camera. <laughs> Suddenly, two oldies or a Bajaj scooter came and stood right in front of me and caught down <laughs> with big lenses and all that. So I lost my head here. I said, "What the shit is that?" Had some explosives and all. Uh, uh, you know, they said, uh, "No, we can't. We have press." They said. Uh, Again, I got. I said, "Which press?" 
that one oldie said, don't destroy me the car. I said, yeah, but I want to know which brand. <laughs> so he said, Pune Herald. Huh. I said, what are you going to uh, cover motor rally? You cannot cover cricket or football properly. What are you going to write out motor rally? <laughs> I was so livid, but the cars were away. I just went to another hairpin bend and I start, started shooting. You did call it a shovel, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but I was more livid because they took my place over there. <laughs> I said, we have been here two hours. <laughs> These guys come five minutes before. <laughs> And uh, they want pride of place there, yeah. Uh, they take it away by, and they had got the works, they had got the uh, big camera. We had got a tiny thing. We had still got a good shot. We, no, we had, we had. Why we chose the place because we knew the car would be slowest there, <laughs> so we could catch right. them. And then this Charlie boy came. So he says, I, when I told him which newspaper did he write, the Pune Herald. I said, you buggers <laughs> can't report on football, hockey, cricket properly. What are you going to write about? <laughs> so he didn't. He let that pass. I went there. I took. Uh, in half an hour's time, those two, they got the first 8-10 cars. They, their job was done. Nicholas, so that one guy, his name was Sayer Sheikh, he's no more now. Okay. He came to me, he says, you're a Parsi, you're a Baba Ji. I said, yeah. Mm. He says, this is my card. He gave me a card. Achha. If you think you know about rallying, Achha. come and meet me in the evening. Oh. I just took oh, the card. Just... I put it in... The, there were cars which came till about three and a half, four hours till more. So we were there till everything. Huh. Then we went, I uh, went back, we all went back home. Around about 4, 4.30 I reached home in the afternoon, mm. evening. Then stripped off my clothes, went, had a shower. I was just lounging. And my mummy would say that all of us, she's, the cool clothes I discarded for washing, she... Checked in the pockets. Uh, Normally, I have uh, a tendency uh, to what you will put a handkerchief back, uh, forget. Uh, uh, he says, she saw the card, tire, uh, shake, puna. He says, Adil, what is this card doing here? Uh, I said, I had a fight with this old man. I told him. <laughs> he says, why did you fight with people? He knew that. <laughs> why do you, <laughs> I, I said, I narrated the thing. Uh, he says, he gave you the card. Na? Uh, do one thing. You go and meet him. Wow. Oh. oh. I said, no, no I don't. <laughs> So then, but he said, no, Adil, you must go. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I got up, had a uh, small bite. 7.30 in the evening, I went to Pune Herald office on East Street. Uh-huh. As soon as I entered the office, <laughs> my tormentor was there. <laughs> 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 so what this guy did, Tyre Jack, he said, come in, come in, come in. Uh-huh. And he took me in the editorial room. The uh-huh. editorial room was maybe double twice the size of this room. Uh-huh. There must be about eight, ten oldies only across yeah. over there. But they were the finest bunch of journalists I've ever met in my life. Wow. Uh-huh. I would, at that time, I didn't know. Uh, later, you would uh, too. But, <laughs> so, he says, what he said, you know, gentlemen, this young man is going to give us our rally report. <laughs> oh. Uh, how was start? We announced in front of you. Without any preamble. <laughs> then he took me to one old gentleman in uh. front of a typewriter. Sit with Mr. Bhavnani and so Mr. Bhavnani was one of the legends of Pune's journal or Maharashtra's journalism. Uh-huh. Mm. He was a one of the finest editors in the business of that time. Okay. Okay. So he, he said, son, sit down. What do you do? He asked me everything. Mm. He said, what do you know about rallying? I told him a little bit I know. Mm. He said, how do you know? Mm. What do you? I said, I've got this magazine six months ago. They knew that the the schedule was given. Uh-huh. That says six months old man. I said, yeah, but they they are very organized, so th- it's uh-huh. all given. Uh-huh. He says, okay, what do you know about? I said, I know about that. I've got the uh, list of entries. I showed him and all that. 
अच्छा कैन यू डिस्क्राइब वॉट यू डिड टूडे एसेट या Uh, you will dictate to me and I said no I'll type it out I told him okay acha acha you knew how to type yeah, I, i knew how to type uh, how uh, i'd learned uh, so he gave me a typewriter i typed out the thing i gave it to him he wanted 900 words i did 1100 words wo kiya usne then he corrected uh, typos we was joke karna he says good you can go now he said acha Hmm. I said, no, "What is this? this is a test?" He says, "No, this is not a test. It's, it'll come in tomorrow's paper." He told me. Okay. Yeah, I didn't believe it. Uh, hmm. I said, ah, "You must be pulling my leg." <laughs> Because I told him. Choose to. I was going to ask. So, my nephew said, "Bola, what? I would like to see the proof." Oh my <laughs> so, God. And in those days, there was a typeset. You have to take those individual typesets, and, and you have to make the letters. Make yeah. the letters yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah. So there was another art, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So okay, if, uh, you want to do that? Come in the evening at ten thirty. Oh wow! By that time, that I went home, told my mom what happened. I said, "Give me dinner fast." I was I have to go back. Ten thirty, वापस वहाँ था. तो वो proof का करके आया था वो तो. अच्छा. I saw the proof. I oh, very good. कुछ कुछ तो हो रहा है। तो कल हो रहा है तो फिर मैं आया आई केम होम अराउंड ऑलमोस्ट ट्वेल्व ओ क्लॉक टू स्लीप इंस्टाग्राम पर ही डाला ग्रेट फेवरेट ऑफ इंस्टाग्राम इन द मॉर्निंग माई डैड वॉज शेकिंग मी गेटन उनके चार पांच फोटोग्राफ दे क्रिएटेड द मॉन्स्टर दैट आई एम टूडे Mm. I never looked back after that. Mm. Then every week I would write for them. Acha. Mm. On motor racing or cars and what not and the, I never got a single naya paisa but even if I had to pay to get that knowledge I owe a great debt to all those guys in Pune Herald newspaper. My name is Mark Willsmore and it's my privilege to say hello, hello. to all broadcast listeners on behalf of all of us here at Ace Cafe London. We are delighted to be able to share in this special 50th episode and we wish you all a happy new year and lots of great riding. Hope to see you in London at the Ace. 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 On the 50th episode of the Biker Radio broadcast on the long way home with our golden guest Adil Jal Darukhanawala I'm Sunny and I'm Shandy listen connect right on So uh, what a story of how Adil found himself a career in the middle of a jungle at one fortunate hairpin bend <laughs> You know what uh, that thing he said about uh, I would pay to work with people like that you know I've heard this at work myself my boss used to say ki you know i just don't get it these interns and he would always say this in the summer say if i were them i'd pay money to do this job you know and and at times i used to question like where is this going i mean, really you know who's going to pay money but then i later on realized the value of that is that you know what you really learn is on the job yeah and to get an opportunity to work with people who are literally pioneering work yeah and uh, you know possibly setting up benchmarks even they don't realize it so 
anybody looking for internships? <laughs> you know, we're not yeah, yeah. people to work with. Come on. We have a lot of fun here. It's bikerradiorodcast.com. Just drop a line in. Yeah, but but on another note, so uh, internships are great. I mean, so yeah. the, the point here being that you don't know how things will pan out. Yeah. So just keep your mind open and grab opportunities. You know, opportunities don't come every day. And 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 and, and chase your passion. If you if you like it, do it. If you don't like it, just move on. Yeah, like you will hear what other had to say, right? I mean, he knew probably yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, he, really. he he was really into it. He was immersed into that topic. You know, he was thinking about it. Dekh raha tha, sun raha tha, smell kar raha tha, breathe kar raha tha. So when he told our friend, just that imagine he, that he probably knows more. <laughs> <laughs> but very gracious on the part of uh, the, the team yeah, yeah, to take him in. You know, they realized that okay, here was somebody. Yeah, and that's one of the big things, also, right? Yeah, well, that's you know the so, gratitude, the you know the ability to forgive. Yeah, but not just yeah, not just ability to forgive, but even be you know so yeah, so inclusive. Yeah, so guy, uh, these guys accepted yeah. that you know there's possible it's possible that this guy knows more yeah and so they were humble enough to actually accept that i think we should there, there goes that guru shishya thing that is still so relevant yeah okay we're back on to the show adil jal daru khana wala with us i'm shandy and i'm sunny hi this is adil jal daru khana wala and this is the long way home when in the 80s when liberalization happened i, I was writing and by 1980 i had a Every Thursday, I had a full page in the business herald section of the newspaper for motoring. Right, right. So it it became you. So I said, since I've done, and every people in industry started knowing me, I said I'll do a magazine. And mm. my uncle, my other uncle, said, okay, we'll bankroll you. Oh, so Car okay. and Bike International was started in uh, May nineteen eighty seven, dated June eighty seven issue. Right. It used to cost eight rupees. The first issue was eight rupees. Mm. For a few years, it was eight rupees per copy, do mm. eighty-four pages a month. My mummy would say, "Adil, there are only three cars and three bikes. What are you going to write?" Mm. Everyone would ask me the same question. I said, "Don't worry about that. We have got enough and more." Mm. <laughs> Today, the situation is that we got so much, we don't know what to put out. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. this this is how. So maybe I was the one of those madcaps, mm. early madcaps, and I'm so happy that I'm a madcap. But that's a so, huge leap from, you know, writing hmm. to publishing. Yeah, and that's I, taking I, on. That's honestly, taking on. Uh, uh, you are right. Honestly, I didn't know anything. No, I didn't know anything about publishing. Didn't know about fonts. Yeah. Didn't know about typesetting. Didn't know about how page layout. Yeah. We learned everything on the job because only because of unbridled passion. So you go found a printing press. We so. found a printing press. Wow. Uh, we went to a top-notch printing press. Right. But we learned, so okay. we went to Printwell Printers in Bombay, mm. who were some of the best offset printers in operation. They used to do big magazine jobs and whatnot. It happened means we are very, what do you call, fortunate to have because there was no car magazine by that time in India. Mm. Yeah. Indian Order Journal was started in October '86 by Business Press uh, Limited. Okay, they you they were a proper. A publishing house which used to do industrial magazines, no. industrial products finder, some chemical product finder. Right. So they knew, but theirs was still a journal where right. more it was like the trade and a 
Correct. Mine was a pure enthusiast magazine. Right. Uh-huh. I only wanted to do an enthusiast magazine. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, my first, uh, the cover, I mm. still, I've got all my copies bound right from day one. Yeah. First cover had a BMW Paris Dakar winning bike of that year. Mm. Okay. It was a revelation. Everyone else would show Indian advertisement stuff or something or the. I had, and my car and bike international was truly that. Right. And the first road test of in that magazine was a KB100 RTZ road test was there from okay. Bajaj. And so it just happened from so there. So you'd you know? source all this material internationally? We sourced internationally also. How, how, would you, how did you put together this little spike racket? You know, go get, I, find out what's happening there. Uh, and at that time, I mean, the, those days were STD yeah, and yeah. trunk calls and stuff, no, right? The trunk call, lightning trunk calls took four hours to set. STD <laughs> would take two days. Correct. So, <laughs> but it happened. It, it would give anyone shivers right now to I think. I can of imagine. Doing, yeah. But we did it. We did it. Again, like I said, it's we had a very lean team. They were me, my younger brother, uh, Neville. Mm. Uh, the two of us and two other guys mm. who were part of the editorial team. Mm. We had a layout artist, an assistant for her, mm. and maybe one secretary comes, uh, circulation thing and all that. Mm. We used to print, what, 10,000 copies. That's a lot. It was quite a lot. Quite a lot means quite a lot. But uh, those 10,000, I remember still, I also remember the first guy who bought a subscription from me. Uh-huh. Uh, we were in the launch happened in Bombay at the Taj uh, Gateway Room. Mm. It was launched. The magazine was launched by Rahul Bajaj and Mr. Vankedi was uh, an MLA in Maharashtra, who was okay. a minister and whatnot. But he was very progressive character. Mm. And the next day, when I came to Pune in Pune's Kayani Bakery, which is one of the oh, finest oh, bakeries God. anywhere in the world, oh, yeah. yes. that man was there at my office in the morning with the money. Some 70 rupees or 60 rupees. We had a special subscription rate for one year. Yeah. I remember he was the first guy who bought a subscription for me. So wow. these sort of things have etched in my memory. Wow. That right. means hardwired in that you cannot take them away. You know. Right. Think about it. It was launched one day ahead. Then this guy was there at the office in the morning the next right. day. Remember his name? Yeah. I know Parvez Kayani. Ah. Wonderful. He's still alive. Right. So these small, small, small things... It was really a big boost. Hi guys, this is Dr. Arun Tereja, founder of Group of Daily Superbikers. Wish you all a very, very happy new year and my heartiest congratulations to Biker Radio Broadcast for their 50th episode. Some marvelous stuff regarding motorcycling on these podcasts and my best wishes to them for their 100th. 150th every episode is phenomenal 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 so once again all the very best on the 50th episode of the biker radio broadcast on the long way home with our golden guest adil jal darukhanawala i'm sunny and i'm shandy listen connect right on so perfect time to stand up and applaud the Parvez Kayanis of the world. You know, without their patronage, Adil's magazine would not have been what it became. What Parvez Kayani did for Adil Jaldar Ghanwala, you are doing for Biker Radio Broadcast. Because your time and attention to our content is priceless. It is an endorsement of our work and we're grateful to you for it. It was January 2018 when we put out our first episode featuring Joshua John an insanely popular rider from the Delhi NCR, and somehow in a reedy beach village in Sri Lanka, a listener was homing in 
to the show. Hashim Kayyum from Karma Yatri was one of our first listeners who called up and spoke to us of the work we were doing. And boy, were we thrilled. And it was just when we started. So this was first episode. You guys have heard that uh, I was one of the first listeners of Biker Radio Broadcast when I was on a trip in Sri Lanka and I happened to see this come on my Facebook feed. I listened to the show featuring Joshua and I was thrilled to hear that you know there was something like this happening in the Indian rider community. Rider community. Rider community. Rider community. And uh, I called and uh, I spoke to Sunny and Shandy and I was like, wow, amazing. And now it's episode number 50. Incredible. 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 I would like to congratulate Biker Radio Broadcast for the fantastic work that they've done. They've featured bikers across the diaspora of India, across different segments of motorcycling, different styles of motorcycling. Yeah, it's been a thrilling experience listening to the last 49 episodes and I'm so excited about the 50th one. Congratulations. Congratulations. Keep up the good work and looking forward to 50 more. 50 more. 50 more. 50 more. On the 50th episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast. On the long way home with our golden guest, Adil Jal Darukhanawala. I'm Sunny. And I'm Shandy. Listen. Connect. Right on. And it is with great humility and gratitude we welcome back Hashim this time from another reedy village in sunny Goa on my way. The broadcast. Road Report. My way. Hi, this is Hashim Kayyum from Karmayatri and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast and this is My Way. I'm currently in Kerim, also known as Kerry, which is the northernmost beach in Goa, a really pretty beach and uh, this happens to be the start point of our motorcycle tour that we are going to be doing over the next eight days. So we basically have a mixed group, uh, some inbound riders from France and India. And the route that we are going to be taking is uh, exploring some inner roads of Goa, riding around uh, in North Goa and inland Goa, uh, and ending the Goa section at Agonda. From Agonda, we break away from the coast and hit the Western Ghats and explore the parts of Agumbe and Chikmagalore. Further on, we go and hit the Deccan Plateau, exploring the historic ruins of Hampi. So the idea about this ride while I was designing the itinerary was to give the riders a mix of the geographic zones and the associated terrain that uh, the West and the South offers us. So it became a beautiful little package which allowed us to showcase some of the best spots of the region. It allows you to travel through three distinct geographical zones. So you start with the best of what the coast has to offer and what Goa has become synonymous with, the beach life, the body life. Then enter the beautiful Western Ghats, which is, as most of us know, one of the top 10 biodiversity hotspots in the world. Twisties, forests, off-roads, so three days of that. And then we hit a lot of flat plain, straight roads through a fairly dusty landscape, and then you reach the magic of Hampi. I think amongst the itinerary of tours that we have down south, this becomes a new addition uh, that we are going to 
add into our, our kitty. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this ride. This is Hashim Kayyum from Karmayatri, and this is my way. My way. Well, thank you, Hashim. Thank you for that, my way from uh, sunny Goa. Wish you a great ride ahead. And uh, welcome back to the 50th episode of the Biker Radio broadcast. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. Listen, our numbers have remained the same in this new year. Which means no people downloading yeah. and listening? No, no, no. Our telephone number. Ah. <laughs> so our number is where you can WhatsApp us is 89202766675. Yes, and, and the website address is pretty much the same. Which is www.bikerradiorodcast.com. Yep. And if you want to write into us on an email, which usually doesn't happen, but anyway, is mail at bikerradiorodcast.com. And... Portland, USA. Portland, Oregon, USA. Portland, Oregon, USA. Namaste. Satsriyakal. What is happening? Hello. Hi. We look at our listenership numbers and somehow Portland seems to be this massive plume that's happening there. We have no idea how it's happening. Yeah, obviously people are downloading and hopefully listening. So people out there in Portland, Oregon, a special shout out to you. Yeah. Say Hi. Yeah, and just drop in a line uh, to mail at bikerradiorodcast.com and just tell us who you are. We'd love to know how come you guys are listening to us at such a huge number. Amazing. I hope it's, just, it's not a technical glitch on some <laughs> website or, you know, our hosts. Yeah, quite possible. But, but Portland, please do that for us. So uh, Adil's written 14 books. I thought it was just three. Yeah, I mean, he's basically taken up archiving uh, history of motoring. And it's a very recent phenomenon, 2011. Se shuru hua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we asked him what's cooking in the pan right now. Beep, beep. Hi, this is Adil Jal Darukhanawala, and this is The Long Way Home. One of my other passions, because I'm doing this new book on the history of Jeep, I've been trying to, what you call, one of the chapters in the book is on uh, military history because the Jeep was Correct. born of part war of, of. and also in uh, the Indian Army, Indian Armed Forces. So uh, there was a uh, photograph of uh, our 71 war, Bangladesh war, mm. and there's a photo of some of our top generals uh, plotting with their maps on a bonnet of a Jeep, Correct. the final uh, thrust into Dhaka. Right. Mm. Right. So yeah. I asked Iconic those. Guys, photo. Uh, so I asked for the guys. Can I have a, this photo? I'd like to feature it in that thing. So there's one very uh, great guy who's an uh, uh, what do you call defense specialist for news and archives, and okay. based in uh, the U.S. at Jagan Pillari City. Okay. So Jagan Pillari City wrote to me. He says, "Are you the same Adil Darukhanala who used to do car and bike international mm. and all that?" Mm. <laughs> now, huh, just mm. so it it feels good. Absolutely. Yeah. So what happens across? And then when you see some of the guys in the industry now who grew up reading my magazine are there in positions yeah. of uh, preeminence and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So yes, it feels good. Okay, yes, we created something. Yeah, out of yeah, nothing. And just also, because of passion. Just you also had passion. Rahul Bajaj's uh, you know, presence. Yes, uh, I, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, uh, This is one thing because when I did uh, was doing uh, Pune Automotive Racing, it was an honorary thing. Mm. We set up a racing team of our own okay. known as Race Crafters. Mm. Race Crafters was set up to race only Bajaj products. 
So from 83 onwards, we started racing Bajaj Pro. 84, mm. we had what? The M80 had just come out, the step-through bike, <laughs> right. the Chetak uh. and the Bajaj Super. Uh. Three mm. bikes, okay? And we went to Sholavaram. A Bajaj scooter had never raced at Sholavaram ever. Okay. Forget mm. about the scooter class would always be won by one person by the name of Abdul Samad from Bombay. Uh -huh. He would get complete Piaggio kits from Italy and whatnot. Mm. We beat him black and blue that first day we went there. Mm. So they started saying that, oh, you guys, they, you came with 3-3 three, three scooters and you blocked me. There was no Shola was one, one and a half kilometer long straight, straight line. three hairpins, two left-hand turns and the... We never had to think about blocking you. start only we took the scooters right away across over there. The next year... It was a fair fight. Fair, fair fight means an unequal <laughs> fight. Because our, our riders were very good riders. They may not The bikes may not have been that fast, but our riders were very good. Mm. They had never got a chance to show their stuff. We got this thing. And the next year, uh, 86, I remember, TVS Suzuki in Suzuki was there with the X100. Oh, yeah. And uh, they... To the ADCC class was always won by the Pearl Yamahas. Okay. Pearl Yamahas used to. They are very fast bikes. So TVS to beat the Pearl Yamahas derated their 100cc AX100 to ADCC. And they won that year. 80, 85, they won. So 86, we got our M80s. The M80 standard bike would make 4.2 or 4.3 brake horsepower. Hmm. We modified the bike so much and the races were four uh, laps long of them. So we knew that the bikes had to last practice practice and qualifying on Saturday and, then and those flat out four laps. Uh. We tuned the bike, we extracted 10 BHP out of those bikes. Oh my God, four, that's four, yeah, that, double. That's double. And we, we really completely changed the entire, uh, oh my God. Uh, what do you call, uh, porting, we from just a piston ported thing, we went on to reed valves in uh, blowing into the crankcase. We had really the works. Even Bajaj could not believe that <laughs> we had done that thing. And I'll tell you another anecdote of that also, which is very interesting read. Mm. We went out and beat the AX100 the next year. Uh -huh. All hell broke loose. They came from uh, the, again, uh, it was the home race for them. Southerners, they say, oh, Pune wala ake. Uh, I always found it very funny. What is this Pune, Bombay, Chennai thing across? It's racing is racing. There's uh, no. Right. Uh, but this was always the case across. But we beat them across over there. In the span of three years, whatever we raced, we won everything. And we became a victim of our own success. Bajaj said, you have won everything. Now why you want to race on? <laughs> we said, no, we should do. So Bajaj were good enough. Mm. to get us four Kawasaki KX250 racing bikes, okay. motocross bikes from Japan. Oh. So for the world championship, the Indian class, we raised the Kawasaki's and we won that also. Wow. So it was. So I must tell you about this. When we started with Bajaj, they did not see at that time, and it's fair to say, none of these companies was into racing. Uh, they were there to make a good, decent bike for the masses. Right. Pure Commute. mobility, commute uh, mobility. Uh. So when our bent was to extract more power, and we did not have any things across to check how much power we made. So since Bajaj was there, we said, can we put it on the dynamometer? Uh. So those guys got shit scared. Salah, we'll be shown to be uh, very poor in our job. Uh. They said, yeah. They put the bike, the engine on the dynamometer. 
what we didn't know is how the dynamometer worked. We did not know. Okay. So you need a fan to blow air towards the engine. Right. To cool because uh, air cooled uh, engines. Uh, uh, they took the air and let it go out, and the engine broke. Oh. Because it was not cooling. A station uh, on the move. Rega, uh, uh, air flow. Rega. Shit, man. They said your bike will not work and all that. Oh, but I opened the gap. Oh shit! We are aghast, dear. Uh-huh. We made a second engine uh-huh. immediately, and then we said, "Please tell us." There was uh, none of those engineers, R and D engineers, wanted. But the Mr. Gupta was the R and D chief. I said, "Mr. Gupta, you owe me one chance. You have to teach me first how to mount it up." He says, "You don't know. They didn't tell us on, the, on the dyno. dyno what what are there?" He says, "You was." I said, "There was no fan." So he said, "What are you talking?" I said, "Please, you help." Then when we put it. It went to nine point nine, and then it because the dynamometer is only tuned till ten of ten bhp. <laughs> But we had got our answers, and it went on for half an hour. It ran on that thing. Oh, after that, all everything changed within the car. <laughs> so it is that you know these are the small nuggets. Means you really enjoy. You live for those moments here. Yeah, absolutely. You live for those moments. I can't even imagine somebody would have uh, tried to do something like that. Yeah, so four point two or ten point. Yeah, kuch it, yeah, yeah. It, it was. And in my next book on the century of motor racing, this M eighty saga will be there. It's mm-hmm. really something. Really something. Hi, my name is Mulkeet Singh Hunjan from the Legendary Sikh Riders of Canada, and I am giving a shout out to Biker Radio Broadcast for their 50th session. And what a way to celebrate right on the Gurpurb of Guru Gobind Singh Ji! Again, congratulations to you and the crew. Waheguru Ji ka Khalsa, Waheguru Ji ki Fateh. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. On the 50th episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast, on the long way home with our golden guest Adil Jal Darukhanawala. I'm Sunny, and I'm Shandi. Listen, connect, right on. So welcome back here on the 50th episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast. I am Shandi. I am Sunny, and it's a happy New Year. So happy New Year to everybody, and also happy Gurpurab. It's a special day dedicated to valor and glory. Hi, this is Adil Jal Darukhanawala, and this is the long way home. So, one thing that I have, uh, and I'm going to slightly move away from this, is that you are probably the preeminent auto journalist. No, 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 no. Let me say it. Let me say it. Sardar Jee, do I give you? I defer to you. Please. And whenever I. Uh, we have in fact spoken to people mm-hmm. about the space you have figured in it yes i'm notorious i know that <laughs> in a good way i am notorious in a good way yeah i know i'm notorious <laughs> in a good way <laughs> yeah okay i wouldn't dream of being anything else yet. i know yeah, yeah we can see that <laughs> so you know we see this <laughs> thing with you You give freely. I was just about to come. One of the things which I have learned in my life: knowledge has to be shared for it to be enjoyed. Yeah. Because if I share my knowledge, I don't lose it. Yeah. But I get create an atmosphere that may very many people start their own take on that knowledge. True. Something else mushrooms out of it, True. and it's always good. Very simple fact. No, again, not to what you call pat myself on the back. Ninety percent of the guys who head auto magazines today have all been mentored by me. True. Simple. So, and I and I take maybe it was destiny or whatever it is that. But till today, 
I still mentor people across anything. Absolutely. And I think that is the way. You give, you get. You don't give, you will never get. True. Absolutely. And knowledge is something should be shared here. Uh, like I was just telling someone today, who likes cars and bikes? Cars don't like cars. It's people who like cars and yeah. then you talk to yeah. people yeah. like bikes. Yeah. Talk. So you need to develop a whole uh, ecosystem where like-minded people see mm. you may not agree to everything but just to get to start discussing that itself is in itself a big high here very enriching mm. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. and uh, this is another sad trait i see in many of our countrymen that they think are hum log ko aisa kar denge to mera value down ho jayega mm. ah. wo sabse galat baat wo hai mm. value down nahi hota hai ah. actually aapka value zyada badhega ah. करके देखो करके देखो एंड वन थिंग आई एम वेरी कॉन्फिडेंट आई एम अ वेरी कॉन्फिडेंट पर्सन कॉन्फिडेंट ह्यूमन बींग वॉट एवर मे बी आई मे हैव गॉन थ्रू लॉट ऑफ हार्डशिप्स आई एम नॉट सेइंग दैट इट वाज अ ब्रीज बट बिकॉज ऑफ माय अबिलिटी टू टेक इट इन स्लाइड मींस वॉट एवर वर्स कैन हैपन हैज हैपन एंड इट विल हैपन सो यू शुड नॉट वरी मोप अबाउट ओ दैट गेट बैक अप डू इट दैट्स हाउ आई हैव लुक्ड एट लाइफ and that's what i've taught my children also to do that thing my wife would berate me but now she says that that's the right thing to do uh, but sharing knowledge did you share it back with bajaj uh, oh. tell tell them yeah, how yeah, to get yeah, it yeah. to 10.2 <laughs> okay just a minute just a minute no 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 no, no yeah it, it was it, it, no but more than that i will tell you one very important thing and this can so it's already 3 days down the 2020 rabbit hole you know 1% of the year is gone नाइट It was great of Adil to actually have made time for us at that time of the night. Yeah, and then he talked and he talked and we listened and we listened, and it went on and on, which means that we have a lot of it which is not going to be on this episode. So here's a special for you in the new year. Adil's episode is going to be a double barrel one. Another episode of this coming up. Lots more history, much more musty, and five times more laughter at least. Boss, ice cream was there. Yeah. Night at three o'clock. Delhi ki kada ki sandhi mein. Yes. Ice cream khaya. Wo bhi humne double helping bana banana. Three scoops. Three scoops. <laughs> Actually, the damn place didn't serve lesser, so they gave you three scoops. Yeah. I love the chocolate one. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Time to say. Happy New Year once again. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for another dose of Adil Jal Tarukhanawala. This is Shandy. This is Sunny. Saying over and out, over and out, over and out, over and out. Over and out.